You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. Tonight, the title of my message is Differently Gifted. You know, my entire life I've had problems because I was not, I didn't think I was gifted like other people. I didn't think that I, that I measured up because I wasn't the all-star athlete without trying. There was no natural ability. I was not just supernaturally gifted. I had to work for everything. And so for me, I thought there was something wrong with me because I had to struggle a little bit. And I don't know where you're at tonight, but I feel like there's people in here where you've struggled because you don't feel like you're as gifted as other people. And I'm here to tell you tonight that, yeah, you're not gifted like other people. You have your own unique gift. There is no gifting from God that is cookie cutter. And thank God that we all don't have the same giftings. You know, I love Dr. Matt, but I can never be Dr. Matt. And if I was being real honest with you, when I first got saved, I would be like, hey, one of these days I'm going to be like you. And thankfully, we have leaders and pastors in this church that said, please don't do that. Because they knew in their hearts that if I am so concerned with being somebody else, I'm never going to step into the fullness of who God has called me to be. And so thankfully, thankfully, I have a different gifting and I can accept the fact that I'm not like everybody else. And we as the body of Christ need to understand that we all have a unique function and a unique role here. Tonight, I'm going to come to you out of 1 Samuel 17. And we all, we all know the story of, of King David and, 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 and Goliath and how it all started and how it all went down. So I'm going to take snippets out of the story tonight and, and I'm going to speak into it. So that we can all leave here tonight knowing that we are all unique and the world needs your gifting. The world would miss something if you don't step into the fullness of what God has called you to be. And so I'm going to come to you right now out of 1 Samuel 17, 38 through 40. And it says, then Saul dressed David in his own tunic. He put on a coat of armor on him and a bronze helmet on his head. David fastened on a sword over the tunic, tried walking around because he was not used to them. And he said, hey, I'm paraphrasing. He said, hey, Saul, I can't do this. Because it's, it's, it's not me. I'm not used to them. And he took them off. Then he took his staff in his hand and chose five smooth stones from the stream, put them in a pouch of his shepherd's bag. And with the sling he, in his hand, he approached Goliath. Point number one tonight is your gifting is enough. Your gifting is enough. You see, Saul's armor was not like David, or, or Saul's armor did not fit David. And so David, at at a young age of 16, David said, hey, I cannot do it like Saul did. I can't do it like somebody else did. And in my life, you guys, I'm super guilty of this. I'm super guilty. Even when I started preaching, I was like, I'm going to try to sound like T.D. Jakes. (laughs) I mean, my words were crisp and sharp. I was intellectually there. (laughs) I could argue theology with the best of them. And I'll never forget one day. I preached a sermon and, listen, wives, if your husband's a preacher, give him 24 hours before you critique his message, okay? So anyway, I'm I'm driving home and my wife is is looking at me and I know that something's about to be said. If you're a husband, say amen. Hey, if she's with you, don't laugh, just blink and I get it. 
And so I'm driving home and, and my wife says, hey, that was a great message, but hey, Jeff, that ain't you. Because the way I preached, I didn't think was good enough. I didn't think that I could stand in front of a crowd and be me. I needed to be somebody else. And it was a struggle. And honestly, when I was doing it, when I was preaching like somebody else, the altars were empty. There was no real, it was, it was all rehearsed sermons, regurgitated stuff that I had heard and read. And, and I was trying to be somebody that I wasn't. Thankfully for a good wife, she's like, yo, please, for the love of God, be yourself. You see, in our lives, we all have Goliaths to slay. Whether that be a generational curse, whether that be the spirit of poverty that's just encompassed your family for generations, and you're the person that's now got to face that Goliath. Maybe you're the one. We all do it. But we got to do it our way. We got to do it the way we were gifted. You know, honestly, I don't like gift thieves. And what I mean by that is somebody that cannot accept their own gifting, someone that can't stand in front of the mirror and, and, and look at themselves and then ask God, like, God, why did you put me here? And the reason is sometimes people don't wanna hear the answer. And so we look to our right and we look to our left and we just try to imitate other people. We try to imitate people we respect. We try to be, be just like them. And, and there are things, I love Dr. Matt. I love him with a passion. There are things that I do want to take from Dr. Matt. There are things. A lot of things. But honestly, but listen, not, 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 honestly, if I, if I try to do everything Dr. Matt does, I'm going to look foolish. If I try to wear Dr. Matt's skinny jeans, I'm going to look foolish. I was saying that because I'm big, not because I have a problem with skinny jeans, all right? (laughs) You know what? Here's the story. Here's the truth about gifting. Everybody wants the sexy gift. Everybody wants the gift to be the CEO. I want to be a business owner. Hey, I want to be an Instagram influencer. I want to do all these things. Everybody wants the sexy gifting, but not everybody's called to have a sexy gift. See, we labeled giftings differently. To God, all gifts are the same. But we in our human arrogance have said, hey, yo, God, creator of the universe, Mr. Omnipresent, Omniscient, Omnipotent, outside of time and space, the Alpha and Omega, the gift you gave me is not good enough. Is what we've actually, that's what we're doing when we try to take people's gifts. That's what actually happens. And that's what we're doing. We gotta harness what God's given us. We got to take it and run with it. I'm guilty of it, y'all. I, I, I can throw myself in front of the bus and tell you that, listen, I wanted other people's giftings. Bad. To the point where I would do anything to be gifted like other people. Because when you have a gift, and I know I'm gifted, but when you have a gift, sometimes your gift is hidden. Because honestly, when, when God has gifted you for great things or set you aside for great things, a great calling, like you got to work on yourself. And honestly, the reason we truly don't want to step into our calling is because, A, working on your dysfunction is hard. Working on your dysfunction, getting punched in the mouth by the pastor's sermons over and over and over again Sunday is hard. 
Sometimes God is literally waiting for you to deal with your mess so he can literally drag you into your calling. But we don't understand that people that are extremely gifted are people that are also extremely conflicted. There's two sides of the coin. For me, I wanted to be Mr. White Collar. I wanted to drive a BMW, have an office job somewhere in La Jolla or somewhere near this campus. Shout out Pastor John, somewhere around here. Like that's what I wanted. And hey, I was in a job at the time, I didn't like my job. And so I was like, I'm gonna go find a job doing something else. And then I go there and it's like, I do the California thing. I'm gonna sell houses. I'm gonna sell houses and I'm gonna write loans. Now, you guys don't know me well yet. You do not want me to sell you a home. Okay, I did it for about half an hour because I didn't realize that in order to get paid as a real estate agent, you have to sell a house. And so I'm like asking people questions like, yo, do you want this house or not? Or, or, or things like, you said you want a three-car garage. Bro, it's got a three-car garage. There might not be a house with it, but there's a garage. And there might be termites. Y'all are laughing, but some of y'all are guilty of that right now. Oh, that, that, that didn't work first. So then the, the second thing I did was I was like, hey, I'm gonna be a life coach. Now, I went to a class and everything. This is how you're a life coach. And I'm there and, you know, this like 22-year-old kid's like teaching me how to be a life coach. Now, <laughs> listen to me. If you are 20 years old, you have no business being a life coach. Like, hear me out, seriously. Like, I do not wanna argue with you or listen to the story about how you and your roommates were arguing over who got the master bedroom. Like, I don't need that. Like, I'm a grown man, I got problems, like real problems. You know what I mean? So like, let's, let's if you're a life coach in here, like go get a life first before you become a life coach. And I, I love y'all, I love y'all. I'm just calling a spade a spade, okay? And then, oh, here's the best one. After that, after that, I was like, that's not gonna work. So I'm gonna become an Instagram social media influencer. I'm gonna be the dude that posts like super sick quotes with pictures of myself when I didn't write the quote, but I'm gonna put my picture next to it like I did. And then you're posting like Che Guevara quotes talking about freedom and you're like, but hold on, that makes no sense. He's like a terrible dude. And so that was me. And, and I had a lot of people come around like, Jeff, bro, my dude, Jeffrey, what are you doing? Bro, I'm just trying to blow up, man. The, the, the world needs to hear what I have to say. Because like my followers were gonna, were gonna. I'm sorry, Dr. Matt. Because like my followers were gonna bring the breakthrough and the life change I needed. And so I did that and God's like, none of it's blessed. 
none of it's blessed because it's not a gifting I have. Like I'm not gonna be able to go on social media and like get people stirred up. Like it's just not who I am. My friends knew it, I didn't. So then I'm driving to work one day in the job that I had to keep to pay the bills while I was doing all those other things. I'm driving to work one day and God's like, Jeff, I want you to start a utility services company. That is so sexy, right? Some of y'all don't even know what that is. We basically, we do everything the power company needs us to do. And I'm like, but God, this is not what I wanted to do. But like I'm gifted in it. Like I'm gifted in logistics, which is not sexy at all. Like 90% of the time I have work boots on, I have calloused hands, I'm dirty. It's not, nothing sexy about it. But then I'm, I'm thinking to myself, like I'm literally struggling with this. Like God, I gotta be gifted, God. Like, God, hey, dude, like, I run a ministry. We got, like, 2,500 dudes. Like, you know, like, come on. I mean, maybe president, senator, you know, something. And he's like, utility services. And it was, like, a real struggle. I had to, like, go talk to Colin Higginbottom, which is the business coach. And I talked to all sorts of people. And they were like, dude, just lean into what God's calling you to do. And I was reading the Bible one day. And, 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 and I'm like, God, like, show me something. I'm reading Proverbs 22 through 29, 22, 29. He says, do you see someone skilled in their work? They will serve before kings. They will not serve before officials in low rank. And for me, that was a struggle until about a month ago, I was sitting in a room with the owner of a $600 million company and the owner of an $800 million company. And they're asking me for my advice. Utility services. legitimate Fortune 500 companies. I'm in the room. Okay, God, I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing, God. Point number two is the enemy will try to talk you out of your gifting. And I, I love this, and I'm gonna read 1 Samuel 17. The enemy actually will try to talk you out of who you are, excuse me. 1 Samuel 17, 41 through 44. Meanwhile, the Philistine with his shield bearer in front of him kept coming closer to David. He looked David over and saw that he was little more than a boy, glowing with health and handsome, and he despised him. He said to David, am I a dog that you come at me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his God and said, come here, he said, and I will give your flesh to the birds and to the wild animals. Now, just a little bit about the Goliath here. Goliath's name actually means soothsayer, someone who casts spells. And the Bible never says that Goliath actually fought anyone. It just says he's a champion from Gath. And in those times, what would happen is you would march out the biggest dude you had in front of your army, and basically the other army would be like, hey, we have no one to fight him, so we're gonna surrender. And so Goliath's size meant nothing. He was big for nothing is what we call it. I played sports, so big for nothing. Got all that size and can't dunk a basketball. How are you going to be six foot five and can't dunk? Come on. And so what happens is 90% of the time when we go to face our Goliath, he starts spouting off and we start to retreat. His words are empty. That's the way the devil operates. The devil's words are empty, but we get, we get so afraid about, oh, well, it, it looks insurmountable. And here's, here's what Goliath may sound like in your life. Hey, you've started three businesses already. 
Hey, what are your friends and family going to say? Hey, you failed before. Hey, your marriage is on the rocks. All these things that he says to try to get you out of your gifting. And you'll notice how simple life is when you're not operating in your gifting. You'll never face any, any, any real struggle when you're operating in the safety of somebody else's gifting. Because it takes a little bit of intestinal fortitude to step out and make a name for yourself in your own gifting. It takes a little something different to be the face of something. You know, uh, here's the thing, and I, I love the story about David and Goliath, but, but if you really read the story, I have a problem with, with David's brothers. I got a legitimate problem with them. Because David's down there, and they're, you know, David asks them, hey, what do I get? And they're like, you're never going to pay taxes. You're going to marry this lady, and yada, yada, yada. And, and your family's not going to pay taxes. And David's family, his two brothers are like, you know, David, just, just go home. Just go home. And my problem with that is because sometimes, like David's about to set everyone in their family up financially. Yo, he's about to set it off. No taxes. I mean, I would, dude. Where are we going? What mountain we got to climb? So David's there and his brother's like, yo, just go home. And the problem is sometimes when you, when you are going places, when you have a calling and gifting on your life, the people closest to you or the people who are you're about to set free or unlock can't even amen or agree with you. That's why like the older I've gotten, the more I've realized like, hey, if God, there's some things I got to just keep to myself. Like I can't tell everybody everything that God's speaking to me. Because some people, honestly, you guys aren't mature enough to handle what God's saying to you. Like, I don't, I don't, you know, when I, when I have something come up, if it's in ministry, uh, I call Dr. Matt. If God's giving me a word about a merge, I call Dr. Matt. Yo, Dr. Matt, whoo, hey, God said this. Are we good? Is this crazy? You know, I don't post it on social media. I don't do a, I don't do a poll on social media. I don't do, like, I. If God's giving me a word about my marriage, I, I call one of our pastors, and I say, hey, this is what's going on. And, you know, sometimes you got to just hold on tight to what God has told you. Like David knew what was about to happen. But people, are, people who have not walked with you, people who are not, have not served like you, have not sowed like you, have not been there with you, they're not mature enough to handle how God is dealing and processing with you. And it, there's like a, a, so I went to seminary. Don't go to seminary. <laughs> but I did learn some stuff. Like a lot of theologians and people argue about like Goliath's health. Like Goliath was a giant. Did he have pituitary gland issues? Like, no, seriously, did he have eight, too much HGH? Did his pituitary gland cause him to be blind? Seriously, did it, did it cause him to be blind? Is that why he had a shield bearer? Because a shield bearer had to walk him out there. Wow. And Goliath's standing there, and he's just piping off. And the thing I've learned about life and learned about church, learned about Christianity, it will always be somebody like Goliath with no vision telling you you can't do something. Right. And in this season, please, 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 for the love of God, stop letting the devil talk you out of things. Yeah. Stop letting the devil talk you out of standing up for what you know is right and true. Stop letting the devil tell you things like, I'm going to go there, Matt. Stop letting the devil tell you it's just a mask. Stop letting the devil tell you it's just a shot. Stop letting the devil tell you it's just a little bit of freedom. 
It's just for convenience. I need you guys to understand something. It's not always easy. The reason people don't like giftings, their individual giftings, is because sometimes your gifting comes and it looks like hard work. It looks like work boots and a hard hat. People don't like that because we only get the glimpses of what looks awesome on social media. We don't know what people are going through behind the scenes. We don't know how many late nights those people work to get there. We don't know how many voice lessons. We don't know how like we don't know how many you know how many tile floors were laid before they got their contractor's license. We don't know that. Honestly, we don't know those things. We don't know that like giftings when you're operating your gifting. Don't be afraid of hard work. Don't be afraid of what people say about you. Don't be afraid of, of, of how people treat you. Because the thing I've learned recently is like most people in blue collar, plumbers, carpenters, people like that, they make more money than office people. And so the very people looking down on you, you're like, hold on, but my bank account's bigger than yours. That's terrible, I know. But it's true. I mean, you see it in every industry. Oh, well, they're, they're, they're a construction worker or they're, they, they work at a restaurant or they're, they're a janitor. I'm telling you right now, if you're gifted to mop floors, mop floors. And see if God doesn't show, you up, show up and show you how to start a janitorial business. If you're gifted to bake cakes, bake cakes. If you're gifted to write, write. No matter what your gifting is, God's gonna show up. God's gonna show up. I love the story about Sarah Lee, the pies. She was making pies in a restaurant. And somebody walked in the restaurant and said, hey, you need to make pies. First time, first week, she sold five pies. Doubled, tripled, blew up. She was making pies. If God is, if you're operating in your gifting, God is gonna show up. He's gonna show up. And point number three is your gifting is not about you. Now, this, this one, this one is, is, is a little controversial, but your gifting is not for you. Because God is looking for people who are gifted to get things through them. In 1 Peter 4, 10 through 11, it says, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him the glory and power forever and ever. Amen. We've gone into this COVID lockdown. People are out of work. People are, are, are you know, destitute. People are trying to figure out, hey, how do we get through this? How do we keep moving forward? And the thing I love about God is like my business took off during COVID. Like when, when my business took off, like the world was shutting down and God was like, hold up. It's time to go, Jeff. It's time to go. And I, I even questioned God. I, God, the world's shutting down. Right now might not be the time. It might not be the time for me to step out on my own. And then I realized like, I've got to use my gifting to make sure that there is a place 
an environment, a job site where men can come and be released into their calling as well. I've got to make it so other people can make it. The world, if, if, if I had said no to God, to what God wanted me to do, God has showed up in my business in miraculous ways and it was prophesied over me a while back that, that Jeff, your business is gonna change the utility industry because the utility industry is riddled with divorce. It's riddled with porno pornography and drug abuse and all these things. And, and a guy said, hey, you're called to be the light in that, in that industry. And I'm like, hey, I don't want that responsibility. No, no, I understand that now. But sometimes like you gotta take a few lumps aside your head before you can really understand like why God is calling you to do something in a season. Because in our human arrogance, we think we have everything figured out. Like God told me to start this business and I got a little arrogant and was like, hey God, cool, you, it was your word, but I'ma run it now, you just hop in the back seat. And God said, hey, no, 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 no. Jeff, it's your gifting, but it's my business. And the, the thing that's brilliant about that is, is I've seen it on a regular basis. I've seen contract after contract after contract. I've seen amazing people like Wyatt show up. I don't know where I'd be if it was not for Wyatt. Wyatt does all the things that like I don't want to deal with. And he's amazing at it. He does things and he shows up with work to, with all these ideas and things. And I'm like, great, dude, we're running together now. And I'm believing that I'm, we're going to be able to hire two or 300 men. Because the size of the contracts and the things we're doing, are, 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 it's not for me. It's going to be an environment where we're not going to, we're not going to, we're not going to coerce anybody into doing anything. We're not going to mandate you have to do something in order to work here. We're not going to do things like that. You know, honestly, if I think about it, there are so many people here tonight and you're sitting in your chairs right now and you know you've played it safe. You know God has called you to do something great, but every time you start doing it, all hell breaks loose and you stop. And you shrink back, and so every three or four months, you gotta start over again. Or every three or four months, you hop from job to job to job because you're not operating your gifting. God's told you what to do, but for some reason, you haven't done it yet. For some reason, you haven't stepped out or stepped into what God's called you to do. And so tonight, as I, as I close up, I'm gonna have everybody stand to, stand to their feet, and I, what I'm gonna do is I'm going to pray over you, and I'm gonna believe that the giftings and the callings and the passions that God has given you come alive. The giftings that God has given you, you're, not, you're no longer embarrassed by them. You no longer listen to outside voices. You, know, you no longer listen to family members who haven't been with you, who really don't even understand who you are anymore. Friends who have, who's, oh, dude, don't do that. Just be comfortable. The reason your friends are telling you not to do it is because your friends are afraid to be blown up and leaving them behind. And so tonight, I really, I'm going to close up right now. And, and if you could just stand to your feet. And I'm gonna, if, if you tonight are, are in a place right now and you believe that you're playing it safe or you believe that, that God has called you to, to more but you've, you've just, you haven't stepped out, I'm gonna ask you to do me a favor. Just raise your hand. Hands going up all over the place.
And I know you're here tonight, and so I know you read your Bible, and so you know tonight that God will never leave you. He will never forsake you. So right now, if you don't have your hand up, could you do me a favor and just lay your hand on one of the people who do? And we're going to begin to pray. We're going to believe to pro begin to pros prophesy over them that there's an awakening in them, that they're going to wake up and realize that their gifting is enough. They're going to stop letting the devil talk to them, and they're going to see that there are people lined up behind them expecting them to have breakthroughs. So right now, Heavenly Father, this evening, I declare a shift in the atmosphere. God, I, I, see, I see into the spiritual realm, and I see businesses being unlocked. I see doctorate degrees being unlocked. I see business ventures. I see new ideas. I see a new social media platform coming into existence. God, I see, actually, I see right now that there is somebody who wanted to start a family, but they were afraid because how they were raised. Right now, I break that in Jesus' name. I break that, I break that lie. Right now, I come against the spirit of poverty. I come against every lie, every demonic oppression. I stand in the gap for every man, woman, and child that declares tonight that Jesus, Jesus, we're going to the next level. Jesus, we're going to the next level. And I, I know sometimes it feels like you're pushing a rock up a hill, but tonight I, I, I pour out fresh wine fresh wine. God, I see that, that right now there's a stretching, and I, I see right now that this, people are giving birth to things, birth to business ideas, birth to books, birth to... Uh... Right now, I see, I see somebody writing Christian literature to capture what's happening right now in our country. So, Heavenly Father, right now, I just pour out to these people, and I say, rest, rest, and I declare abundance, abundance of prosperity in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. You know, I, I, I love preaching, but this is my favorite part of, part of the sermon. Huh. My favorite part is at the end, because I feel like there's people in here that are, that are far from God. There are people from here in here tonight that, yeah, my sermon was cool, but you're like, hey, what, who is this God guy? What is he talking about? People who've never given their life to God. And so right now with every eye closed and every head bowed, if you're in here tonight and you're saying, I want this life, maybe you're far from God. Maybe you've never given your life to God. Maybe you're one of those people who really don't even comprehend where you are. You're, tonight a friend invited you or a, a loved one invited you and you're like, yo, I feel something in my spirit that, that, that tingles. Like, I, I don't know what's going on. That's okay. But with every head bowed, I'm gonna to count to three. And when I get to three, if you're one of those people who are far from God, if you're one of the people who have slipped during this COVID nonsense, if you're one of the people who, who don't really understand but want, but want more, you're gonna raise your hand. So one, and here, one, here's the thing. You're gonna to start to feel uncomfortable in your seat. You're gonna to start to squirm a little bit and every voice in your head is gonna say, yo, do not raise your hand. What are they gonna think about you too? If you're the one of those people right now, I'm gonna say three here in just a second, and when you raise your hand, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. So right now, three, if that's you right now, raise your hand. Thank you so much, thank you so much. Hands going up all over the place. Thank you, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Is there anybody else tonight? Is there anybody else right now sitting in their seat saying, hey, I can't raise my hand? Is there anybody else in their seat right now saying, I can't raise my hand? I'm going to hold on for just one second before I close service. I feel like there's a man in here, and he, he knows he's far from God. You actually were arguing with your wife on the way here tonight because you didn't want to be here. If that's you, raise your hand. 
Have the courage to raise your hand. Thank you. I'm not going to point at you, but I, see, I saw you slip that hand up. Thank you. Thank you. Tonight, I, I don't know how you guys normally do, here, do it up here at San Marcos, but I'm going to ask you to do something courageous for me. Can you, if you raise your hand, can you come down to the altar? It's okay. Don't be embarrassed. If you're sitting next to somebody that raised their hand, bring them down with you. Be courageous. Thank you so much. Thank you. Hey guys, let's give them a round of applause as they come down. Thank you so much. cheering guys as they make their way down thank you church with me as I'm as I'm as I'm closing service right now can we just ra- put our hands out towards these people heavenly father I thank you for each one of these individuals God people who who have come down here, God, and and given their lives back to you and said, God, I want you to take control. I thank you right now for them. I thank you that that you are gonna show them who you are, that you're gonna show them what you have in store for them, that you're gonna show them the life, abundance, and everything you have in store for them. So right now I'm gonna pray, and if everybody in the building would repeat after me, I would appreciate it. Dear Heavenly Father, I wanna thank you today for sending your son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross, to wash away my sins. Amen. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.